Welcome to the UCM. We're your tour guides, Zan Peters and Joe Semino. And we're going to be taking you through our humble little museum's collection. The exhibits may or may not be real, but the stories sure are. Enjoy your visit today at the Uncanny County Museum. question for you shoot when is the most proudest you've ever been of your younger sibling Mm. i i want to say um that his boss uh who is a touring musician uh what had gotten into bruce springsteen and some of the uh the, the the Bruce lore and uh, just musical knowledge that I had um, just uh, dumped on my brother as a child or whenever I had to drive him around and play and would, you know, play music because I'm driving. I get mm. to say what's what. Of course. Yeah. I think I was very proud that my brother uh, was, uh, you know, that he he kind of had been able to. uh you know, uh, flex his own um, Springsteenology. Hmm. It, yeah, that is that's definitely a proud moment. These are going to line mm-hmm. up in very different ways, and I'm ex- I, I'm excited <laughs> to tell you. So, you know, I, I mine mine can be many, of course, for mm-hmm. different reasons. But the highlight yes. has to be where my my sister Impulse bought bought uh, Baldur's Gate three on her PC, to which I soon after followed. And I know you don't know, Zan, so what that is is essentially it's an insane video game that's D&D based. And okay. you have to understand, my sister hated Dungeons & Dragons. Like, just could not understand it, <laughs> didn't want to play it. I begged for years to be like, we should try this, you'll like it, it's fun. No, I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I was telling her, like, oh, you know, a, f- a few friends of mine were going to end up playing another in-person game, because it's been like five years. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, can I join? And I took a deep pause, and I was like, "Really? Like you? You want to play?" And she's like, "Yeah, it sounds fun." And I was like, "I have waited for this moment for so long." I was like, "I waited for so long for these words, and yet, oh and yet, it's it's like it's just wild." So it was almost like, a "Isn't few years it? Too isn't late, it so but... hard being the older sibling and just being right eventually?" <laughs> it, yeah, you're like, "I was." You play the long game. I was. I was the third parent for so long. Yeah. You told me everything wasn't cool and now here you here are. We are. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That is how mm-hmm. it that goes. Although as older siblings, we can mm-hmm. claim that we influence music taste. I think so. Right? I think so. Cuz that's yeah. for sure happened. You know, I got mm-hmm. my sister into like different types of folk music and now she's surpassed me where her Spotify Wrapped is even more insane than my own. So it's <laughs> you know, it's 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 proud moments like these that I feel like it really yeah. makes the sibling relationships the work. The interesting thing for me though is I when I was like in middle school and like you start to become aware of music and trends yeah. at that point, I feel like in your life, 
I was hmm. still very much in my in my dad rock supremacist phase and <laughs> yeah. thought I was so different and so much better than everyone else. Um, but uh, as race got older, my younger brother, his his musical education was in was really invested in like the stuff that was really popular when I was in middle school that he would have been kind of too young for. Hmm. So he weirdly has like a lot of nostalgia for some of that stuff. And it's like, interesting. um, And it's stuff that I kind of watched come and go. And uh, I, or I shouldn't even say that because the bands had been around before that. I'm thinking of like Blink-182 and Green Day. Like they had been things long before me. Yeah. But, you know, they had that huge resurgence in interest about that time because American Idiot had come out and then- uh, I think they did a song for Twilight. And then yeah. Race, you know, he had a, I remember the car ride where Race was like, you know, I feel like I listened to Green Day and it's, I still like some of it, but I just like don't want that mm. all the time. And I'm like, and I just, you know, I didn't say anything, but I'm just like, <laughs> I'm nodding my head like, yeah, you're yeah, you know, you don't want angry music all the time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Time and place. Yeah. Yeah. And and, you know, now now the now the folk rock and everything mm. is is cool now. You know, the the, the pendulum has it's paid off for me knowing so much about uh, Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> it's uh, true. Yeah. You you really were playing the long game of your dad rock knowledge because it is for sure. Mm-hmm. Po- it's like when everybody was like real into uh like Fleetwood Mac again, and it's like they're right. much younger than us, and you're like, hmm, mm-hmm. this is an interesting like, like you probably haven't heard of them, but like you know Nirvana, <laughs> like that joke was made all throughout high school, and it still is, works because <laughs> there's so many people like that. I feel like that like in middle school, yeah. I I started off as well like when I was introduced to Blink One Eighty Two and My Chemical Romance, it was like, what is this? Because I was only mm. exposed to either like Latin yeah. pop or dad rock, no in between, <laughs> and then. From there, I ended up on, like, EDM sounds and, Mm. like, electronic music by, like, eighth grade. And I was like, huh, this took a bizarre turn. And then it was just only downhill from there in terms of getting Mm. into more and more obscure music to which I could then be like, huh, you probably haven't heard of them. Oh, yeah, no. We stopped that pretty early, but still. I'm on a waiting list at my local record store for a vinyl pressing of uh, Sounds of North American Frogs. (laughs) Amazing. Is Is it there one for birds? Are they related? Already, Is it like already, a dual ELP? I, I already own the one for birds. Oh, of course you, you need frogs. About? You need frogs. You then need cats, and then uh, I think you'll be you'll start to get you'll become the avatar master of all four soundscapes. I need, I need that. I need that uh, synth album that's uh, specifically composed for plants. Oh, synesthesia? Is it synes? Oh my god! I it's, I know this. It's like, I know it's like that plant, album. It's a great plant, album. Plantus plantus. Mother Earth's Plantasia by Mort Garson. Yeah. Yeah, he's the man, actually. And they mm-hmm. used his music on the Adventure Zone, the McElroy Brothers. That's mm. where I first heard his stuff, and it's great. Yeah. yeah. I, Fun but stuff. Like, but I do think, like, the... the I, I had some premonition of, not necessarily that Blink wasn't cool, but just, like, that I can only take so much of it. Mm. And like race was talking to me cause he saw them, uh, for that reunion show that, oh. uh, 
that that recent one. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. With Tom, Tom DeLonge back and everything. And Race was like, yeah, you know, they're really good and they played all their hits and everything. And I was, and he was like, he was like trying to describe to me like, but there's something about them. And I'm like, they're, it's like watching Beavis and Butthead front a rock band. <laughs> and he was like, you're absolutely right. Yeah. They That's just don't, one. they don't stop. They don't turn off the, <laughs> no, where are yeah. you? Yeah. You got to have, where the, are the, you? It works when you're 20 and into your thirties, maybe afterwards yeah. it starts to become like a, hmm, when's the jazz album drop? You know, when does, yeah. when do you make something different? So I don't yeah. know, you know, yeah. anyways, uh, well, I mean, speaking of questionable things, I mm. have Joe, I've kept you in the dark. You have. I actually am unprepared because I wasn't allowed to Joe be has. I'm stressed. Joe has no idea what we're about to talk about. No, I, want, I, I want everyone t- that is visiting the Uncanny County Museum today to know that. Yes, thank you. So it doesn't look like I don't have any. It's like when you don't do your homework or you don't do the reading mm-hmm. and you have to fake it. You know what I mean? Where yeah. you're like, yeah, totally. I actually yeah. think that that point is so real. No, actually, I was right. told, don't come to work prepared today. So here we are. <laughs> here we are. It's the dream. It's the honestly, dream, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we we had, uh, we both had our, our mm-hmm. respect, uh, respective uh, uh, Thanksgivings. Yes, uh, yes. And uh, we're back. And today... The, the the reason I've kept you in the dark is because the theme today is mystery. And Ooh. specifically, the Tampa Triangle. Ooh, spooky. Any relation to the B- Bermuda Triangle? Um, I think it's it's uh you know this this is the florida one so it's mm. like it's the the florida triangle you know i don't know if that conjures something different from the bermuda triangle right right it all it all comes together to form the uh, atlantic triforce <laughs> yes Anyways. i mean w- wait where where's the third uh mid-atlantic uh triangle i don't know i mean maybe is it just that, hasn't is, been discovered yet maybe that's the quest that's oh, the journey. Wow. We have to discover it. A new thing. <laughs> I guess it would have to. Well, if you have one at the top and then one in Florida, then maybe it'd have to be towards like the coast of Africa, right? Or in the islands oh, out there? That, or I, Caribbean? I think, oh, it that that's just the transatlantic slave trade, Joe. Mm, mm, that's, that's the other. Yeah. That's the other bad Atlantic Triangle. Oh my god! Oh yeah. Yep. That joke becomes a lot sadder yeah. the more you think about yeah. it. Yeah. Oops. Yep. No. Um, I mean, I, I, we're going to have some laughs today, but I, okay. I will, I will say up front, we are talking about, uh, we are going to be talking about some missing persons today. And mm. obviously, uh, we're not making fun of them or the, the sadness of their families, but we are going to talk a little bit about some of the, let's say more creative explanations as to why, uh, people go missing and why things mm. seem to go awry uh, in this place known as the Tampa Triangle Dead Zone. TTD. Mm. TTDZ. Right, Dead Zone's two words. TTDZ. It's honestly just easier to say Tampa Triangle Dead Zone <laughs> at that point. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Not to interrupt with my insane ad, like the... Um... D's Triangles. D's Triangles. Anyways, um, so, uh, 
to 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 talk about where this is coming from, I recently uh, donated a bunch of books, and just like like fate, mm. like just this uh, like this this moment, uh, I was looking around the bookstore trying to find anything I was interested in uh, to use my credit, and sure enough, I found this book called. Uh, Tampa Triangle Dead Zone by Captain Bill Miller. Captain. Uh, who, ev- who even was kind enough to sign it with his wife uh, it is <laughs> on the oh. title page. Oh, my. What a find. Yes. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, as, uh, now, Captain uh, Bill, uh, William, sorry, Captain William Miller. Mm, uh, horrible, of course, lifetime resident of the Tampa Triangle himself, a U.S. Coast Guard licensed captain, uh, and also the author of Insider's Guide to Cruise Discounts. <laughs> what's your What's your discography like? Well, I have uh, this this book about cruise discounts and also the Tampa Triangle mysteries. Mm, hmm. Yes. And uh, his wife, uh, Mary Fallon Miller, who uh, helped write the book, uh, she is also the author of How to Get a Job with a Cruise Line, fourth edition, 1997. So so they're writing this at the same time. Okay. (laughs) The same time as this book, which is also from 1997. What a time to be alive. (laughs) I was one years old. Uh, and I was three, so just uh, just uh, starting to uh, become cognizant, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Santa's gaining sentience at mm-hmm, this time, mm-hmm. this point in time. Yes, yes, just to set the scene for everyone. Right, so of course. <laughs> let's let's talk about what exactly yes. the uh, Tampa Triangle Dead Zone is. So there have been lots of mysteries mm. uh, or strange events, strange uh, tragedies that have befallen Tampa Bay. Of course, there's the legends of the pirate Gaspar. There's old three toes, uh, the giant, mysterious uh, bird-like creature that roams the Gulf of Mexico, occasionally coming ashore, uh, and definitely was not just a guy with some uh, lead footprints. Um, (laughs) There's the, of course, uh, perhaps the most infamous is uh, the Sunshine Skyway disaster from May 9th of 1980, where a uh, where a freighter crashed into the Sunshine Skyway Bridge in Tampa Bay, uh, and uh, thirty five people died uh, because the uh, uh, the cars mm. kept going over the bridge oh, uh, right. after it had uh, been crashed into, and the fog was too thick to see that the bridge was out. Um, so there, you know, like any. Uh, coastal area there are lots of uh strange uh and tragic events that just plague any place where uh the water and land meets there's uh there's a lot of shipping traffic there's a a lot going on in any Mm. port area um but what uh Apparently, a lot of people that work in the merchant marines uh, and a lot of fishermen uh, sort of associate with this uh, Tampa Triangle, sort of the the waters between uh, Tampa Bay uh, going out into the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, they p- consider these particularly uh, troublesome waters. They're... Mm. 
have been many reported instances of otherwise perfectly functional boats uh, losing their hydraulic systems, of navigation systems not working, radios not working. There just seems to be something about this zone that the ships can be perfectly fine, but suddenly things on boats just stop working in the dead zone. Well, that's scary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, and I mean, anywhere where you you know, can have storms potentially, because again, we're talking right. about Florida, um, uh, there's a lot of strange things that can happen mm-hmm. out there. Now, um, now, let me ask you this. I know this uh-huh. was written in 97. But where's 5G fitting into all this? Oh, man, if only <laughs> they had known about 5G back I- then. It would be a very different story, I have to oh, say. Yes. I wonder if there's an update. But anyway, continue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you know, the 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 other thing is to remember, it, uh, there, there seems to be something particularly dangerous about these waters. Uh, there was right. a 13-year period where 58 people died. Oh, my God. Uh, in mysterious Jeez. shipwrecks. Uh, okay, healthy young fishermen just, you know, gone one day out of the blue. There's something particularly treacherous about this area. Hmm. Um, and it's especially concerning because all of these people claim uh, that uh, the boats were otherwise in perfect working order. There's the story of Jeff Silas, who is the captain of the Michelle Janine, a 40-foot uh, grouper fishing vessel, um, the, the boat was supposedly sturdy. Silas was known as a very cautious fisherman. Uh, the, the book claims that if there was a, a compass of his life, the four corners would be his blonde girlfriend, a full fish box, cold beer, and Marlboros. Fair enough. You know, yeah. I, I mean, everybody has their own interests. Mine are not that, but that's okay, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, you don't you don't even uh, like fish that much. I really don't. No, but I, mm-hmm. I but I like but I like fisherman sweaters. So mm, yes. I can get you, down with a, with like, like a sea life, but not really. You like the, to dress like a fisherman. I do. I really do. I I, I and I like. I'm very comfortable in a boat. Mm, like it just yes. comes naturally. Like I just like it. You mm. know what I mean? But like, gotcha. Give me a fish. I don't really want to eat it. You know. <laughs> but I don't know. You know, palates change. My palates come a long way. So right. Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. No. No. When you when you come down to visit, we'll 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 take you we'll we'll take you for some smoked mullet. We're we're gonna we're gonna show you a good time. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Anyways, so in 1979, the crew anchors uh, during a uh, cold front that's coming off of the Gulf of Texas. Mm. Never heard from again. No debris from the ship was even found. Ugh. Yeah. Okay, that's suspicious. Yeah. Um, now, another thing to know about the dead zone is a lot of fishermen and merchant marines claim that they see strange lights in the sky. And now we're going to get into... Uh, the, <laughs> the, the fuzzier parts of okay. this story. All right. Now, a lot of these fishermen are actually kind of big UFO believers. Uh, okay. There's I mean, I a lot, it. and there's even people, including uh, Captain Miller, uh, people that work for the Coast Guard that claim that uh, 
they're afraid to follow up on a lot of these stories of strange lights uh, that fishermen see in the sky uh, for fear of losing their jobs. This is kind of, uh, this has shades of maybe uh, our recent, uh, the, the recent explanations that people have given about pilots that see UFOs, you know, that they're just afraid to come uh, yeah. forward. Yeah, it's that narrative. And Miller claims to have interviewed many people who work higher up at the Coast Guard uh, mm. that's, that want to remain anonymous, of course. Of course. Uh, for fear of losing their jobs. That, sure. You know, there's, there's something out there. There's something about this area. Um, now, uh, Silas, uh, you know, unfortunately goes missing. And so Miller goes to talk to his childhood friend, Jimmy Carl. Um, Jimmy Carl was also a fisherman, uh, in the area and was much more outspoken about his, uh, his belief in something sort of, uh, extra, extraordinary mm. happening, uh, in Tampa Bay. Um, he had worked on the Michelle Janine. Uh, Silas's boat. He said it was a sturdy boat. He claimed, you know, he he backed up the narrative that Silas uh, was not a big risk taker. Um, he also uh, has a habit of ending every quote with <laughs> like he's Polly from The Sopranos. Like, <laughs> wait a minute. Like, so, so, so the, uh, J what was his name? Jimmy Carl? What? Jimmy Carl. Okay, Jimmy Carl. Uh, so JC, Jimmy Carl, is yeah. ending, like, he's just like, I tell you what, T, you know, the, his boat, he was, he was a real good, a real good vessel. <laughs> <laughs> like that, like he's like, actually saying that, or that the writer is end quoting and then going, <laughs> like, I just want to be clear I mean, he's, he's, uh, so he is claiming that Jimmy Carl, when he spoke, uh, mm. uh, let, let me read some quotes. Yeah, give us, give us some quotes, give us some yeah, quotes yeah. going. Jimmy Carl took another sip of his bush beer. Shoot, remember when the Tampa Triangle got my Uncle Dickie? We were chugging over to Mexico on the shakedown cruise of Dick's boat, the Coral Sea. It was May 1st, May Day. Get it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, I understand. He that. ends He ends a lot of his quotes with <laughs> That is definitely a way to build up some dialogue. I part of me wonders, is he actually laughing? Part of me also wonders, maybe he's trying his best to be a little bit of a fiction writer. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I will say this the way this book is written, which is fantastic, is very <laughs> sensationalist. Uh, uh and um yeah, well maybe I'll read some more excerpts as we go. Please this, do, yes. <laughs> Uh, other, I am so tempted to just read the book aloud. You know what? Uh, Let's spend the next four hours doing that. <laughs> Welcome to the newest audio edition. This audio book here. Oh my god! Yes. No, we're not going to do that. That'd be crazy. But mm -hmm. anyways, so okay, so it sounds like the boat was in good shape. That our the the captain Silas was a you know had a head on his shoulders was a good sailor good fisherman yes. you know wouldn't take any risks not going any towards mm -hmm. any sirens or anything like that you know yeah yeah um and so uh, Jimmy Carl backs this up you know as as I said um but uh, from that quote he's referring to the Coral Sea which was his mm. uncle uh, Dicky Carl's boat now 
he was working on that boat uh, on May 1st, as he mentions. They go looking for Dickie and suddenly he's not there. So they're all Mm. frantically looking on the boat and they're like, did he go overboard? What happened? And they see lights in the sky and they're like, oh, wow, is the Coast Guard here already? Like, we didn't even call the Coast Guard. Um, The other crew members are like looking at the lights and Jimmy is just still looking for his uncle, doesn't really pay attention to it. Um, They radio the Coast Guard and uh, the Coast Guard, you know, comes out every Every boat that could float, as it is said in the boat, (laughs) in the book, (laughs) in the good book, in the good book, um, every boat that could float came out of John's Pass to look for Dickie. Dickie Mm. was never found, but Jimmy was very fixated on the lights that they saw in the sky right before um, Dickie disappeared. Um, Mm. And uh, people started to remark on this boat about how it might be jinxed. Uh, This is because after uh, Dickie disappears, they go back, they get a new captain, and they go back out on the water. Then the boat starts to sink. Uh, They have problems uh, radioing the Coast Guard. Uh, just nothing is working. Everything was supposed to be perfectly fine on this boat, and now their communications uh, aren't working, and they're taking on water. Uh, the Coral that, Sea uh, ended up sinking in uh, 250 feet of water, 50 ooh. miles from land. The crew only survived because they got picked up from another boat out of John's Pass. Wow. I mean, yeah. it's very lucky. They definitely got lucky on that, but... Um, mm-hmm. Listen, sailors are superstitious. Very, Mm -hmm. very superstitious, Mm -hmm. as we know. I kind of get it. I kind of get it. You know what I mean? If I was, if if the only thing keeping me alive was the boat that I'm in when I'm in the middle yeah. of absolute darkness at sea, I can understand the need of of uh, of of extra of external forces in that way, you know, or something right. else. I mean, but I mean, the, the, yeah, this is, this is the scary thing about boating is I think everyone wants to believe that if you do these things and go out on the water, you'll be fine. Right. But it's all some, all it needs is just for a, one or two things to go wrong and you're yep. a goner. Yep. And that's very that's scary. scary. You, no one wants to think that, so-and-so wasn't taking every precaution necessary. Right. You know? I don't think people yeah. want to think that of of their loved ones that disappear, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. It's I mean, it's especially if they aren't coming back, that's not yeah. you gotta cope with that. And it's mm-hmm. not easy, obviously. It's incredibly traumatic, I imagine, yeah. you know, having that. So um yeah, yeah, definitely not great. So so they never so the crew got rescued, but Uncle Dicky never came back. No, nope, never found never found Uncle Dicky. Uh, and then when they went back out on the water, the ship uh, started to sink. Now, um, and that was that was the Coral Sea. Uh, Coral the sea. Okay. communication, uh, the Coast Guard blames on ozone. Uh, Jimmy Carl does not believe that. He believes it was the UFOs that he mm. is now growing more and more interested in. Now, um, uh, the strange thing about this is now Jimmy Carl also becomes the third missing person. 
he Ooh. in November of 1981, he goes above deck thinking the Coast Guard is approaching because he sees lights in the sky. He is never seen again. Uh, the crew sees him go up. They don't find any blood. They don't find anything uh, that could have happened to him on the deck. He just goes up because he sees lights and no one, no one ever sees him again. Uh, in fact, the last time that uh, Jimmy Carl is seen by uh, Captain Miller, the author of the book, he is getting his ears pierced at a mall kiosk. It's a dangerous thing to do. That's how I got my ears pierced, and they got infected. So <laughs> don't let them use that gun. It's bad. Um, it's true. That's and a true they, story, and they, actually. And they say he doesn't take risks. <laughs> I know. Actually, hold on. That's a hole in the story here. No, that's very sad. I mean, the man is missing yeah. for sure. But um, yeah. so let me ask a few questions. Maybe you you know more it, because, of mm-hmm. course, you read the text. So I, J- Joe, Joe, I would <laughs> I would hazard to say that I know less because I read the text. Oh, I man. would say this is an instance where you not doing any research, you come in more knowledgeable. <laughs> Common sense prevails again. So all right, so so did he tell his crew members, "I see lights. I'm going to go investigate," or? Did they also see lights? Because that changes my my response to this. So this is what uh, to, to give you a taste of yes. uh, how Captain Miller likes to write. Jimmy didn't like to fish so close to the dead zone, but if that's where the fish were biting, that's where he had to go. It was early Sunday morning, just before first light. Boat was gently riding at anchor with the light two to three foot seas. Three other crew members were slowly beginning to stir out of their bunks. Jimmy heard a low, winding noise outside on the deck. Maybe the wind had picked up and was shaking the rigging, he thought. But this noise sounded like someone winding a giant alarm clock. Through the strained curtain of the galley porthole, Jimmy saw some flashing white lights. Aha, he thought. Maybe our old friends, the Coast Guard, are stopping by for an early morning inspection. He wore his usual plaid shirt, jeans, and white rubber boots. Jimmy was not wearing a life jacket when he stepped out onto the deck for the last time. Shortly after he went out on the deck, the noise and lights stopped. Jimmy Carl was never seen again. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying about the writing on that one, too. Definitely very, <laughs> very vivid picture here. Yes. So, okay. Is it not... This is going to sound bad, because he's probably dead. Um, yes. Is it not possible that he fell overboard and is wearing jeans, which are already denim gets heavy, and if it's dark out, you can't see, and the boat's you moving. Mean, you you mean to tell me that a man w- not wearing a life <laughs> preserver, uh, in, on a windy on a windy day, might have been knocked off and drowned, uh, because he was wearing <laughs> rubber boots and blue jeans, and I a flannel mean, shirt? That's well. They're not exactly buoyant. So, I mean, that's my take because nothing else here is seeming. Yo, do you like work for the CIA or something? Are you like, I mean, trying, I could, are you, are I, you trying to gaslight us right now? I would love it if I had health insurance <laughs> or at least I should say this, at least, at least like cheap health insurance. But, um, you know, that's, 
Mm-hmm. So no, I don't work with the CIA unless it's a psyop, and I actually do. And this has all mm-hmm. been a double life. Yeah. Uh, that would be news for me. Yeah, yes. no, I um, because I I've heard stories of like people recount times at sea, especially if it's like nighttime and mm-hmm. the like moon will play tricks on you and lights in general. And because especially if you're in like pitch black, yeah. you know, our eyes will see things. It's it's also yeah. just it's that fear, that instinctive fear yeah. of like what will appear. So part of it feels like with a lot of these stories with like the flashing lights, it becomes a bit of that like you know, optical issue. I'm not a scientist, so I don't actually know what that's called, but it's like when mm. you see things that aren't actually there in darkness. Um, yeah. Mark, you perceive light. But, you know, if it was collectively everybody saw that, this becomes a different story. But if you're telling me that they were all chilling under deck, he was like, I'm going to go investigate because I heard a noise. And then it was like, I see something bright. And they were like, that's great, Jimmy. Go do that. And then he never comes back but nobody else saw it. How's that one work? I mean, I don't know if this is relevant or not, but mm. in the acknowledgments, uh, mm-hmm. Captain Miller thanks the Merchant Marines, the St. Pete Library, and USA Karate. What? Why? What do they have to do in the story? <laughs> I'm sure his dojo really helped him find clarity in confronting these mm. very deep secrets that we're discussing. Um <laughs> Well, Joe, that sounds like just the type of thing uh, that some, uh, you know, just government bootlicker would say. For sure. Uh, And this brings us to John Lear. John Lear. Okay. Now, if you uh, recognize that last name, John Lear is the son of William P. Lear, as in uh, founder of the Lear Siegler Corporation, a designer and engineer of the Learjet, and inventor of eight-track stereo. I know one of those things. Take a guess which one it is. <laughs> you, I mean, you you never heard of a Learjet? I actually haven't. No. Oh, okay. Well, what is uh, it? Learjet. Yeah, like what is that? It's a, it's a, it's like a special kind of plane. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sure some <laughs> some someone I, I figured, who knows. But- yeah, who knows? Anyways, but John Lear, like, grew up, you know, uh, obviously his father's son. He, mm, mm-hmm. uh, John Lear uh, has flown, uh, at least is purported to have flown, 160 different kinds of aircrafts. Um, okay. Very, very knowledgeable. Uh, the interesting thing is um, he uh, has put forth a very interesting explanation as to what is going on here. Okay. Uh, why... All of these fishermen, why all of these uh, men in the prime of their life has been, have been taken from us. Is this, uh, is this going to be an Air Force Navy argument? Because I could see that also being there. <laughs> 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 oh, I mean, uh, I the 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 uh, the in the infighting between all the branches of the military always fascinate me. It's very uh, interesting. There. <laughs> Yeah. Um, basically, Lear is a proponent uh, of the theory that aliens and the U.S. government have an arrangement where they ignore uh, cattle mutilations and abductions in exchange for technology from the uh, alien beings that have come from far outside our solar system. Okay. And this, this man flies planes. 
I mean, you can't you can't be good at everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? You fly yeah. a jet, you have to take some, you know, loss. And but Joe, but Joe, but Joe, ways. it's because the aliens have genetic disorders and defective digestive systems. They need our enzymes and hormones mixed with hydrogen peroxide that they can then apply to the skin so that they can absorb our precious, precious enzymes and hormones so that they can biologically function. Huh. What is up with the obsession of peroxide? I have seen that used in so that is, I'm gonna I'm gonna just take a stance on that for a second. We'll we'll digest the rest of this, but like oh well, just, the, alien, the aliens, up, the can't aliens digest. Sure, of course they can't digest. They need hydrogen peroxide from CVS, which they can so CVS is connected obviously because they have to have. Oh my god, I just no, but it's true. Like I I have heard that used in so many branched off conspiracy theories of like how good it is for you and like but it has to be the specific type and this and, that. and i'm like i just don't i just i just don't get it but we don't trust medicine anyways um hey joe if it's good enough if it's good enough to clean uh the clogged earwax out of my ears it's good enough for the grays to use it to absorb our <laughs> hormones right are i mean it's just so interesting because i have a you know not that i have a feeling i know this is true there, there's just a lot of vast lack of knowledge when it comes to like how genetics work and how like anything in terms of creating a functional being works and like with all these with all these theories that come back to aliens the people who are proponents of the theory are always so certain they know how alien bodies work but I'm not so certain they understand how human bodies work. And I that do, is telling. I love, I love the specificity just that they describe the ritual of yeah. how they of how they use the hormones. Right, like they is it like a list? Like first you have to do this. You got it. What you want to do is you want to get that hydrogen peroxide really good on there, and then you get a sucking straw, and you have to use that uh, kind of now, like a now, needle. Now, now, can I now can I use the generic brand hydrogen peroxide? No, or, of course not. No, no, okay. you have to splurge. You need Name the, brand? the okay. good stuff. You need the stuff only you can buy at my website, www.hydrogenperoxideistheanswer.com, uh, and only mm. then will it work for you. Folks, we've got the best hydrogen peroxide. <laughs> In case you didn't sure understand. You. Make sure, make sure you get that along with your tactical wipes. It's your tactical peroxide. Oh my god, it's camouflaged yeah. and everything. All mm -hmm. jokes aside, though, that is definitely a little, uh, you know, out there. Unfortunately, yeah. It's, this is still ninety-seven, right? This whole book is written in ninety-seven. Yes. So this has yes. only gotten worse. Yes. So the I do. There's a couple of things that I find humorous about this also just like you know it it's like any one of those things where it's uh, the there's the assumption that a cop wouldn't you know uh wouldn't uh say that he saw uh, aliens and mm -hmm. not you know the, the idea that like a doctor a lawyer someone <laughs> with like a a, a a respectable position Right, saw this. You know, it it, yeah. it it goes all the way back to the to the the Loch Ness monster, where they like they got that uh, gynecologist to come <laughs> forward and say that he'd taken a picture of the Loch Ness monster because they thought it would you know have more credibility if a right. if a surgeon had seen the monster. Right, uh, right. And it's it, it, the this book takes the position that you think fishermen 
would lie about this? These healthy, <laughs> virile, observe, observant, honorable men. And it's like, look, man, fishermen are very hardworking people, but were we under the assumption culturally that they were the most outstanding among us? Like, <laughs> oh, no like, hate to the fishermen. Honestly, it's a no, tough job. No, I understand, no, but... no hate to the fishermen, but they're definitely not, you know, There's definitely not, you know, drug addicts and, uh, you know, people that uh, are felons, you know, out on these fishing boats. Yeah, (laughs) and not uh, necessarily sober either. Um, oh, <laughs> right. I mean, what? come on. That's that's the, the, uh, the, none of these things are ever things that have been associated with fishermen. Surely not exaggerating. Surely not being intoxicated. <laughs> surely not being on the run from the law. I just think of Captain Knuckles from Flapjack <laughs> as a very poignant image of a fisherman. And if I am wrong, you can take that up with us. I, I will admit it. But like, come on. You know what I mean? Um, mm. I mean, Brian, Brian Doyle Murray does sound like he was meant to be a fisherman. He does, yes, he does. I Yeah, there's... Okay, so that's definitely one potential, possible, probably not answer <laughs> you say, to these. You say one. I have John Lear's six alien objectives right here. Oh, please list them. Objective one, the insertion of a three millimeter spherical device through the nasal cavity of the abductee into the brain. The device is used for biological monitoring, tracking, and control of the abductee. Two, implementation of post-hypnotic suggestion to carry out a specific activity during a specific time period. Three, termination of some people so that they could function as living sources for biological material and substances. Four, termination of individuals who represent a threat to the continuation of their activity. Five, effect genetic engineering experience. Six, the impregnation of human females and the early termination of pregnancies to secure the crossbreed infant. Now we know why they're that, trying to shut down Planned Parenthood. In that's it. That's the reason. It's the we s- got to keep these fetuses from the aliens. That's right. Oh, that uh, Ron um, DeSantis is in on it. I mean, I don't know. But, Pro- but, oh but, yeah, man! But is- if there were, if there was Ooh. someone who was an alien, wait, what? Ron DeSantis, he just does not look comfortable around human beings. No, no, he does not. And I and, and also the fact that he wears the heels, whether true or not, I don't care. I I, I choose to believe it. I choose to believe that man is well, wearing high heels. Well, cl- clearly he he's not plantigrade like a proper human being. He has, you know, some like tarsigrade uh cat feet. Yeah, mm, that's it. That's why he looks that way. He needs the special boots for that reason, too, to hide them. Yes. Um it's always, I just, it's, you know, maybe it's time to start going after the Republicans with some of the conspiracy theories. Why does mm. always got to be the Dems, you know? We mm, want fairness. Yeah, it, it's it's not like the, the grandfather of one of the recent uh, Republican presidents, you know, was actively in a conspiracy to uh, uh, oust Roosevelt and install a fascist dictatorship. Mm. Yeah. 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 George Prescott Bush. Look it up. There Anyways, you go, guys. So... This brings us to, uh, you know, what what are the aliens after? Because clearly they're after our hormones and our enzymes. Um, but what are other biological resources yeah. they could be extracting for Earth in exchange for these MJ-12 uh, government exchanges? MJ-12, of course, is the yeah. program that um, 
swaps out uh, alien tech for biological resources that the that the U.S. government is. Uh, Why do they know uh, the name? With? Why do they know <laughs> the name? Is there an op that's involved in this who's giving them information to write this book? I mean, I just I never get that where they're like, yeah, this is the Operation Two K Ten. Yeah, it's no affiliation <laughs> to the basketball and or uh, other games involving Two K. But this is a really top secret thing that I discovered on the first page of Google. So it's got to be real. John John Lear uh, claims that this goes back to 1947 with President Truman. Mm, comic mm-hmm. nuclear energy. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, no, yes. he has nothing to do with that. But is why? that is that is that the fourth hour of Oppenheimer that uh, Nolan had to cut? <laughs> They didn't have time to get into this part of it. They had to make room. You know, we needed right. the more more stomping and more uh, yelling at Killian Murphy. Mm, yes, yes. Great movie. It's a great movie. But yeah. So let's think. What are other things that we as Earthlings could have to offer the aliens? Oh, wait. I'm going to take a guess at a few of them. And you got to let me know if okay. I'm right. How's that okay. sound? Okay, please. All right. Number one, gold. Is gold on this list? No. Is it just biological things, like physical things yes. of humanity? Yes. Okay. Yes. Hmm. I can almost right. guarantee that you are not going to guess what one of these animals is that they are after. That one of the animals specifically? Yes. There are two animals that the fishermen in um, Tampa Bay uh, claim are being seen uh, less and less by the year, and they blame it on aliens harvesting them. Is it? Is it dolphins? No. Mm. I, I, I mean, haven't haven't you read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Dolphins, dolphins are, are aliens. the aliens, of course, just like bees. Of course, of course. How could I forget? <laughs> um, all right, you got for the sake of time. You got to let me know what it, what is it. Let us know. The first the people. one. Sharks. Uh huh. Now, as we all know, or at least we've heard someone say at some point without any evidence to back it up, sharks never get cancer. What is it with that? Why is that said? Because I have heard that a few times, but does that just like, just people just say that and they're like, wow. People, people just say that, but <laughs> it is a thing that you've heard. And yeah. so Captain Miller cites it. As oh, of course. Evi- <laughs> Evidence. Uh, <laughs> Check. Sharks As, free of cancer. Source, yes. trust me. Yes. He says he quotes a marine biologist uh, <laughs> says this at some point. Sharks rarely get cancer, which couldn't have any, which couldn't mean anything else and could not mean, uh, could not have any other context to it. No. So the Sharks are very valuable to the aliens because they need their genetic material to prevent their own uh, sort of uh, defective uh, biological bodies. Now, the other creature that they like to abduct, horseshoe crabs. Okay, got to get that uh, blue blood. Exactly. Mm. They want the 200 million year old bacteria pure ancient Mm. blood of the horseshoe crabs to improve their own blood. Uh And this is why there are fewer and fewer horseshoe crabs every year. And fewer and fewer sharks. There could not be any other explanation as to why. Yeah, not like... 
Not like, I don't know, global warming, overfishing, you know, boats, and the killing of sharks that come too what? close to oh the Oh my God, shore. Joe. Joe, what, what do you have? You. Do you have like a master's degree or something? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't Just know. Indoctrinate I, the, the liberal yeah. indoctrination. Oh, in, into God. the into the system, you just have an answer for everything, don't I, you, Mister Master's Degree? I just prefer a little bit of logic and reasoning. I don't know, you know. There's the, no other explanation as to why be. horseshoe crab and shark <laughs> numbers are down. Right, and they Bay. don't get cancer. We know this, so it can't be that. <laughs> <laughs> as if that's the only other option is aliens, cancer. It's not cancer, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. That is such a bizarre level of thinking, mm-hmm. but it's just so sad how many people actually believe, like maybe not this specific, but like this level of thinking is how we got to where we're at. Oh yeah, I guess, you know, I, I don't know if, it's hard to say if like, if these fishermen, the ones that didn't get abducted by aliens, like in in 20 years, are they voting for Trump? Oh, probably, right? <laughs> I mean, come on, it's Florida. Let's be real. Yeah, about I mean, it. yeah this this all this all probably predates QAnon, but uh, you know the seeds are there though, as we're yeah. seeing, like a lot of interest. That- yeah, I mean, it does it does plant the seeds, especially at a time that we tend to think of as more innocent. You know, the late nineties. Yeah. Uh, but you know, uh, interestingly, this also then dovetails with another legend of Tampa Bay that Ooh. I thought would be fun to end on, and that yes. is. Old Hitler. Huh? <laughs> like, now, as opposed to young? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm going to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll save my comments. Yes. Yes. Weimar Hitler. Not not Third Reich Hitler. No. Old Hitler is the name given to a legendary 20-foot-long hammerhead shark that's said to prowl the waters of Tampa Bay. Hmm. Yes. Okay. Now, out of his mouth, you see uh, it's pierced with old fishing hooks, and he's just trailing line behind his mouth. There's a lot of fishermen who claim that they have seen old Hitler. They've tried to reel him in on their boats, and that the once they discovered that the shark was bigger than the boat, uh, they had to let him get away because he could just as easily have destroyed their vessels. Uh, it's a real Moby Dick situation, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, and they're, they're very terrified of hammerheads, of the particularly great hammerheads, which aren't really, they're scary looking, but they're not really like sharks that, like they eat stingrays, you really? know? Yeah, that's, know that's that, why, huh? that's why hammerheads have that, their, their head is basically a giant, it, it acts like a metal detector. It's basically, oh. um, it's basically scanning the seafloor. Uh, for uh, stingrays and flounder, uh, and then because they're buried. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, because it's filled with like little sensory organs. Ooh, Um, that's very. I didn't know that. That's very interesting. We get some real science in here. Um, yeah, because well, because I've heard they're like aggressive, but I don't think they're the most. They're not nearly the most aggressive sharks, right? Oh no, I believe it's bull sharks. Bull sharks, yeah. yeah, bull sharks, yeah. Bull sharks are supposed to be very aggressive, but yeah, uh, you know, a twenty-foot hammerhead—if it does exist—is pretty scary. There is there there are stories of um, thirteen and fourteen-foot uh, 
hammerheads. That's pretty big. That's a pretty yeah, big boy. Pretty right big, there. but a twenty foot n- yeah, not not yeah. documented for sure. It's all uh, it's all um, kind of uh, hearsay. I guess. Gotcha. Now you want to hear mm-hmm. something weird? Always. I got a TikTok a few days ago that mm-hmm. was of someone being like, "Watch the water here." And they were claiming there was like a huge hammerhead that like comes up to the surface and like goes down. Of course, it's blurry footage and I didn't see anything. (laughs) But I do think it's a bit odd that that came on my For You page and now we're talking about it. It's weird. Mm -hmm. Anyway, had to share that because it's just a bit like, what? So, um, (laughs) but why do they call him old Hitler? Um, because, uh, the first sighting of old Hitler was, uh, I believe in, uh, it, it was back during World War II. Mm. They just saw this really big, mean, old looking shark. And they were like, what if Hitler <laughs> didn't die and instead transformed his body into a hammerhead shark and hung out in Tampa Bay, Florida? Yes. I mean, anything's possible at this point, I guess. Mm-hmm. Postmodernism and all that. Oh, yes. Uh, you know, there, there's all sorts of uh, interesting claims made in here. You know, there's all and there's all sorts of tall tales that these sure. fishermen have have claimed. There was one interesting story uh, regarding uh, some college students uh, found a shark and inside was a hand with a Casio watch on it. Uh, huh. And th- this got a lot of media attention. Uh, turns out uh, it was one of the college students uh, playing a prank. Uh, it was a, the hand of an alligator, and he put an old watch on it and said he found it inside uh, the shark. Ah, that's yeah. equally as sad. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Weird. It's, Weird that yeah. it's just a prank, bro. The prank mutilation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, lots of lots of interesting uh, ideas. In sure, the book. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Ideas, uh, thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, there are some like legitimate, like you know, scary stories of sure. vessels that go missing with entire crews, just it, it, ships that just disappear, um, sailors that just disappear out of nowhere. Uh, and it's all sort of wrapped up into yeah. this the the high strangeness, as one might call yeah. it, well, of like, of, mm-hmm. of this area. I mean, it. it I kind of get it in a way of just like the, like we talked about, like the sea, the ocean is dangerous and it's unpredictable, and things just go wrong in an instant, and you're gone. Yeah, and it's dealing with that hyper, like that stress that trauma like trying to wrap one's head around and i can see it taking on these like tall tales i mean we even talked mm-hmm. about that one guy that went like he I, I, I believe he fell off the boat in the middle of the night and then had used the currents to like guide his way oh home. yeah that lobster fisherman yeah like that is horrifying because it's yeah it's like it's us that other thing that i guess us you know land folk right because mm-hmm. i don't have a boat or go out at sea enough but from stuff i've read it sounds i mean both romantic but also like horrifying because you know there's no light like if you don't have a light on your ship and the moon's not out it's pitch black it's yeah. dark and you know you mm-hmm. don't know what you're gonna see or what yeah. your mind will play tricks on you if there is something actually supernatural out there i mean mm-hmm. hey man it's an ancient place 
So I'm, yeah. I, I'll buy into there being something supernatural out there before I buy into the alien enzymes thing, though. I'll say this. I'll stand on my feet there. That there, you know, maybe there could be some mm. weird spookiness happening or the mind is playing tricks and it's just, the, you know, uh, archaic fear that we have of these these types of situations or you know i'll I'll take that over uh you know they need the they need the enzymes to essentially apply like lotion so that they can heal or whatever (laughs) because they couldn't go somewhere else and find another bio organism Uh uh-huh i don't get it i I just yeah I stand by the fact that what if aliens are kind of like, you know, the the like the cephalopod things from Arrival or if they're like that cloud from Rick and Morty where they're just non like if if true non uh not non-humanoid. I don't mm. know. Could be interesting. Mm. Really would throw a curveball in a lot of these theories. Yeah, I mean at the end of the day it's people trying to make sense of this stuff and yes, you know yeah. I I think we'll have to revisit this book at some point for because sure this is fun. There there are lots of mysterious stories. There's lots of things that get blamed on like old, you know, Indian curses and all that sort of thing. Oh, got to um, love a sprinkle of some racism in there. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. No, there's 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 plenty of that in there. There's you know, sh- but basically it all comes down to the Coast Guards want an easy answer, and no one wants to. They don't want to believe. For th- yeah, they, they don't want to believe the truth. You know that uh, it's actually <laughs> way more complicated. And no, yeah, uh, it's unfortunately mm-hmm. yeah that tends to be the 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 case with a lot of things, be it political, social, or global. But um. Unfortunately, things that are usually the, whatever the, the Occam's razor situation, right, tends mm. to be the more truthful one. Of um, you know, I I, I don't know. I, I but I but I also sympathize with people who go through things like this and want some sort of explanation, be it mm-hmm. whatever that's going to be. But I also think it's a little, yeah. I don't know. It, it also feels a little cruel to make it a spectacle. Mm. Like someone's missing, and you're like, I have news for you. They're not missing. They've been <laughs> eaten alive by this alien mind flare thing that is coming down to and needs hydrogen peroxide that they used your husband's credit card to buy. <laughs> <laughs> they stole uh, your CVS, yeah, your mile-long CVS receipt. Yeah. <laughs> they got your coupons. You they are they're no longer valid because they've been taken and. Uh, it's not that I've taken them; they've been taken by the aliens. Uh, no, but but in all, yeah, it, it the is aliens are stealing our hydrogen peroxide, our dandruffs <laughs> shampoo. Yes, and sharks can't get cancer. I mean, man, these are just yeah. you can't make this up. I I do like one part of the book where it's trying to be scientific and it's uh, <laughs> quoting someone and saying that horseshoe crabs are a lot like chicken fried steak. It just says that? Like, there's no, like, explanation? What do you mean? <laughs> Why? Why? Well, what? it elaborates by saying chicken fried steak is not chicken fried or steak, and horseshoe crabs are neither horseshoes or crabs. Oh, see, I don't know what chicken fried steak is. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, mm. well, is that a real thing? Or is it just like... Yes. What does that as mean? Are, as are horseshoe crabs. Well, uh, oh, what? What? 
You're telling me? <laughs> me, the person who's seen so many of them on the beaches? They're real? Um, <laughs> wow, you, you found the horseshoe crabs that are, are they not abducting them up in New Jersey? No, for some reason, uh, we find so many of them. And in fact, in Delaware, there is a beach called Slaughter Beach where they show up a lot. Mm. Potentially where the names come from, although probably not true. But yeah, mm. it's a little weird. It's almost mm. like that's not the cause. <laughs> mm. Mm. Well, um, yeah. I'm glad you could come on this journey uh, with me. Yeah, thank you so much for bringing all this information and also for for really saying information with informa- big quotes. Yes, your misinformation information. This tall tale. This collection of tall tales, if you will, uh, to the museum and let's like, you know, having some fun and talking about it. This is great. And I like that you kept me in on, on the dark on this one so you can get my true unedited reactions. Uh, this was <laughs> this was very fun. I have to thank, say. Thank I, you for letting me go a little crazy on this. Oh, one. no. Sometimes it's necessary. We can't always have, you know. We we pull it back to to big if true and doubting. It would mm-hmm. be this would be a very different museum if we were like isn't this crazy guys like isn't this real why aren't we telling anybody about like that it would be a very different situation we would be shut down or Uh, or uh yeah funded i don't know at this time but um yeah no i don't know i i feel like i feel like we're still too informative to be like on joe rogan no yeah we're too we're too like we're too smart Honestly, because we don't buy it will be like, you know, you say something and I feel like he just would want the spectacle of it and Mm. not the well, actually, it's a lot more boring and complicated than that. Yeah. He's like, but you're telling me sharks can't get cancer. Let's talk about that. Oh yeah, then 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 next next episode he's talking about whatever supplements he's on. uh, Yeah. Cure shark cancer. Right, exactly. Uh, It turns out it's ivermectin. Who knew? But you know, So I've been taking shark supplements and, mm. uh, you know, no cancer, uh, but, um, you know, I, I switched to a raw seafood diet. Right, right. And turns <laughs> out that I'm actually getting mercury poisoning. Uh, who knew? No, no, but, no cancer, but mercury, mercury. poisoning and uh, parasites. Mm, true. Yeah. Would it? Okay, hear me out. Interesting mm. name for a, for a, uh, a, a sea-based supplement. Old Hitler. Okay. I like, okay, interesting. I was going to go with Finnegan's Wake, but sure, that works too. <laughs> that, that's, that's fun. Thank you. I, I appreciate that because I thought of that immediately and was like, well, this is either going to sink or swim. Mm. Uh, we better stop. It's going to get too bad in terms of the puns. <laughs> you got me going. I can't stop. The improv oh, continues yeah. always. Yeah. But yes, thank you for bringing this. And 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 really, you know, taking the swim here, taking the dive, and uh, giving oh, yeah. us this information. Yeah, we got appreciate it. When you got a hammerhead, everything looks like a nail. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. Uh, so <laughs> much, so much potential here. Yes. Oh yes. Uh, well, yeah. Um, and check out uh, cruising uh, with uh, <laughs> insider tips by Captain yeah. Bill Miller. Yes, yes, we must read about them. Uh, perfect. Yes, definitely. But while while you're also reading about, you know, the uh, you know his his, his tips and tricks uh, for getting deals on uh, cruises, you know, maybe take this book on that cruise and <laughs> while you there, there you go. Read it while you're on the deck. This, you know what now. I just, I never want to ask the the captain of a boat that I'm on, I never want to ask him what he's reading. Yeah, maybe not a great idea. But it could mm-hmm. also be tips and tricks for cruises, so you never know. 
Just like, you know, when, when you're going to your fishmonger, just don't ask where he was on January 6th. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah. Um, Anyways, uh, again, love to our hardworking men and women. Absolutely, absolutely. Sport workers yes. and all that. Yes, yes. Uh, anyways, um, so uh, I think uh, we can finally uh, step out of the dark. Yes. Uh, I, I have kept you in the dark this whole you time, have. including yeah. our, our audience. Um, we can turn the lights back on uh, and we can head on over into Stick It or Ticket. Yes. The uh, acclaimed mm. segment of mm-hmm. the Uncanny County Museum where we uh, recount um, mirthful bumper stickers we have seen or questionable bumper mm. stickers we have seen. It's a great explanation of that, yes. And I have one today that Ooh. actually fits what we just talked about. Oh. Or at least it's in the same theme, let's say. Interesting. Yeah. You ready for this? Because it's not, ready. I mean, it's not that great, but it, it, it we'll just, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. It's eat, sleep, mm-hmm. go fishing. <laughs> it has the three dots in there. I have to pause. So it's eat, da, 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 sleep, da, 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 go fishing. Uh, and I was like, da- Wow. <laughs> That does remind me. I did see a bumper sticker with one of the the, the women love me, fish fear me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, recently. I love that. <laughs> I want one of those big. Hats that is great. That people have. I, do you do you see yourself getting into like just getting really into fishing when you're old? Hmm. I don't know if I live by the sea, maybe. But like mm-hmm. one, I don't really eat fish, so that's yeah. tough. I also don't want to like, yeah, because it's like I don't really want to kill him, you know what I mean? But like, it's like all about the sport of it, I guess, and the mm-hmm. the, the battle, the fairness. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like, but again, I like dressing like a fisherman, so I mm-hmm. feel like I would be really into like being down there and like learning all of these like very old tr- tips and tricks of the trade. You just want to learn like a- the sea shanties. Oh yeah. I mean, do you not? They're amazing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I maybe. How about you? Do you think you could? You think you'd be a fisherman? Um, I could see myself getting into it in, yeah. in my in my later years. But uh, as as far as my uh my sticker, my sticker mm, or ticket, yes. this one I thought would be very relevant to you. This is, oh, this, so this one uh uh just just culturally it was hockey mom mafia. What does that mean? What do you mean? Because you're from New Jersey. No, 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 no. I know. <laughs> huh. Aren't aren't they really into hockey up there and the mafia? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Both of those things are relevant. <laughs> no, that is that is very fitting for me. I will I will say. I mean, yeah, hockey hockey is definitely big up here. Um, I mean, I guess it's not. It's like no, yeah. Where I grew up, it's pretty pretty huge i played mm-hmm. i just didn't play ice hockey and you know everybody thinks i'm in the mafia so there you go mm-hmm. that is very relevant mm-hmm. i need that sticker yeah well we'll give that sticker to your mom for for christmas oh she would be so confused but find it probably <laughs> very funny <laughs> we i've gotten my family to participate in this game because i can't be in two places at once but it's great oh. when i can get people to report back some bumper stickers they find Perfect. um I found all the ones that I've said, but it's always just a fun thing to, you know, tell your friends, start exchanging bumper stickers. You see questionable bumper stickers. I saw one that was kind of crazy. Like, I'm not going to say it on here because it was like definitely an alt-right advertisement, but it was just so obnoxious that I was just like, (laughs) huh, okay, that's definitely something to put on your back window shield. 
It's a choice. It's a choice. Sure. I mean, you got to get those followers, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. anyways, yeah. so uh, yeah, I guess should we hop on into uh, Uncanny Recommendations? I suppose we should. All right. What do you have to recommend? Anything Anything good you're watching, listening to? Um, I, what have I been watching? Uh, <laughs> well, I, I haven't uh, been watching too much lately. I, I like, I need to like actually sit down and find like a, a new, a new show or something. Um, I did watch, uh, a haunting in Venice, uh, oh, which okay. was a nicely shot. I enjoyed the visuals. I, I enjoyed all the actors. It's, uh, I I keep feeling like I'm supposed to be the audience for these Detective Perot movies and like mm. they never grab me that much but it definitely is like even for a murder mystery you know it is something just kind of nice to have on in the background uh if you want a movie you don't have to a mystery that you don't have to pay too much attention to they huh and I think th- I think this is deliberate they feel like older movies being made now they're not quite like i I don't think they're like uh anything incredible but i feel like the i feel like the actors are having fun and that's such a cop-out yeah i get you (laughs) that's that's such a that's such a grandma you know review of something they're having fun you know and that's what they're having fun yeah. Okay. No, but I will say it grabbed me more than Murder on the Orient Express, the first yeah, one. I wasn't crazy about that. Yeah. 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 No, but you know, just as like a as a costume drama, uh, okay. I'll, I'll give it a I'll give it a light recommendation. Um, okay. And of course, I recommend Tampa Triangle: Dead Zone uh, course, by Captain Bill Miller. Uh, what about you, Joe? Um. Well, I guess in terms of some shows, uh, I don't know if I ever like mentioned this one that I've been watching for quite a while, but uh, let me find it real quick. For it's called For All Mankind, which is on Apple TV. I've been watching a lot of stuff on Apple TV, honestly, recently. Mm. But uh, it's pretty good. It's like it's basically the whole premise was like, what if America didn't make it to the moon first? Mm. And I, I like a good alt history kind of show that's not like High Castle, you know? And, right. um, you know, the first season I was like, where's this going to go? And then it took a huge turn because it fo- you, you think it's going to focus on kind of this like weird political side of it, but actually it becomes very human and very focused on the characters and their responses to the world they live in. And it's it becomes very drama oriented. And mm. I, I quite like it. I think the new season's out. I'm, I'm still on three but uh, it's pretty good so far. So nice. I, I'd give that a recommendation. And I'm also going to recommend uh, Baldur's Gate 3, which I have started playing, and it's amazing, and it's probably one of the best video games, honestly, in a really long time. Uh, oh, I know wow. this is a little lost on you, Zant, but it is, it's, there, sometimes stuff happens, like I'm sure like with movies and things too, that kind of change the game, the game so to speak, in terms <laughs> of the mechanics and the way you can interact with storytelling, and this is one of those cases. Uh, I got my sister to be interested in D&D, and that's a win. So I'm going to yes. give that a recommendation. Definitely very fun. It's honestly a nice... It's been something uh, in which the writing has actually grabbed my attention and made me feel like I have a choice in how the story is pursuing, and I think that that's very interesting when it comes to any sort of media. 
So mm-hmm. yeah, those would be my main recommendations. I would say. Nice, nice. Um, wonderful. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I, I'll pretend I understood that. That's okay. Anyways, um, what do you have going on outside of the museum, Joe? Uh, not too much at the moment. Uh, you of course can always check out my music, uh, which is by you know Joe Semino. I have my albums, biomes, and out there. Uh, you can also check out our music, uh, Jazz Club by Ghost Modern is is been out. So make sure to go listen to that. And uh, I'll have some new projects releasing soon. But you can also always follow uh, the collective that I'm a part of, uh, Teleportal at Teleportal Gallery on Instagram. We'll have some probably stuff being announced on there in a bit in terms of like show news and other work. I've been a little uh, disconnected just because I've been so busy with stuff. But things will be moving more on there. Uh, but how about you? What do you got going on? Anything? Anything happening? Uh, nothing too specific. Um, I possibly have some uh, more musical uh, updates I can announce soon. But nice, um, nice. as always, you can check out my art at zampeters.com. Uh, I'm having a bit of a uh, moving sale. Not Ooh. that I'm moving again, but now that, <laughs> that I'm finally moving, <laughs> moving into my studio and right. unpacking things, uh, I'm going to be uh, doing a big sale on a lot of my artwork. Um for the artwork that's on my uh, website currently, like any of the oil paintings, uh, you can get, uh, f- I think it's 40% off right now if you use code migration. But if you nice. are in Tampa Bay and you uh, come and visit me at my new studio this coming, uh, sec- the second Saturday of December, I'll have more details out soon. Uh, I'm going to be doing uh, a lot of... Uh, I'm almost embarrassed to say out loud types of deals uh, mm. on art. These deals are I, crazy. I, <laughs> uh, I'm going to become the crazy uh, appliance salesman. Right. Uh, you know, uh, just so that I don't have to keep moving these paintings around. No, makes and sense. And I'm passing the savings on to you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, but yes, so if you are looking for an artistic uh, holiday gift, uh, please uh, feel free to reach out uh, or keep an eye on my website and uh, my studio mm-hmm. uh, updates on Instagram, of course. But that that's uh, that's about all I have to concretely announce for right now. Nice. Very cool. Uh-huh. Thank you. Um, well, uh, if you'd like to uh, get in touch with the museum after hours, we are at Uncanny County Museum on Instagram. You can email us at uh, uncannycountymuseum at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me at Xanosaurus on Instagram. And you can find me at, at Justamino Art on Instagram. And from the Uncanny County Museum, I have been Zan Peters. And I'm in Josemino. Bye. 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 Bye.